You are listening to the Stand with Dignity podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Hello, good morning, assalamu alaikum, and welcome to another session at the Hussein Global Conference. My name is Zainab Zedi, and I'll be your host or moderator for this session. Uh, I'd like to start off by recognizing that we are on the traditional territory of the Mississaugas and the territory that is covered by the Williams Treaties. We are thankful for the opportunity to learn and grow on the lands of the peoples of the Mississaugas of the Scugog Island First Nation. Today, we'll be talking about social media and the Husseini movement. What is the Husseini movement? Well, let's start off by defining that. I thought a lot about this while I was walking through the streets of Karbala, uh, the resting place of Imam Hussein, peace be upon him, just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Feels wild that I'm already back here and planning to go again soon, hopefully. Um, the Husseini movement to me is an abundance of water provided to visitors in a country that is facing water shortages. One of my guests um, was actually in Karbala around the same time, and I'm sure can attest to the fact that the second you feel thirsty, you'll happen upon someone offering you water for free. Meanwhile, these same hosts will face water insecurity when they go home. The Husseini movement isn't limited to anyone. Imam Hussein belongs to all. If you stand for the oppressed, if you promote good in the face of evil, you're already part of this movement. And in this day and age, it gets harder and harder by the minute, especially in the world of social media. Today, we'll be talking to our amazing panel of social media personalities who come from different backgrounds, but have one thing in common, the reflection of the Husseini movement in their content and their authenticity. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our panelists. I'm going to ask uh, both of them to introduce themselves with their name, their social handle. And for those of you who have not visited their page before, a quick snapshot of what the content that uh, they generally share. So Mehek, I'll, I'll start with you. If you can take it, take us away. Um. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me um, for this session. Uh, when you uh, reached out to me, I was really surprised because I'm not, uh, I mean, I don't think myself as a person would be able to talk about a movement or a cause related to Hussein and uh, have. I mean, I personally feel that I'm very far beyond uh, in my love for him. And with each day I'm learning and trying to be as much as closer as I can. Um, I am... Uh, a mommy blogger and my Insta handle goes by um, mehyk.ali. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I run two businesses and I have two daughters and my entire blog runs around uh, my random moments, tantrums, uh, speaking about social issues, tantrums of my children, they're crying, they're playing, whatever I'm doing with them, trying to uh, bridge the divide between uh, the audience and me because Sometimes there are, and also working on a lot of uh, mental health um, uh, platforms. I also have a mental health platform that I'm running on on Facebook, reaching out to mothers who have issues. I mean, my entire uh, blog has not only become like, you know, what I think is right, but it has more become an accumulative thing with several moms putting in their input. And, you know, sometimes us having heart-to-heart conversations on different topics. It can be a social taboo, it can be a messy day in a life, or it can be a religion matter. So it's an all-around thing about my blog. I, I love that. It's a it's a good um, mix of everything that you feel passionate about. So uh, I love that. And actually, that's the perfect segue to our next guest. Um, Razi, go, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to introduce yourself and your content. Thank you, Zainab. Uh, everybody. My name is Razi Tehur. I... 
uh, I think my story, so my story in terms of my content, yeah, even though I don't call it that, uh, this is very random. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a finance, I, well, I used to be a financial consultant uh, and I transitioned my career into education, which I'll, I'll probably speak about in a bit. Uh, but my um, Instagram, um, on which I post about random things, uh, will, I think it just all happened by fluke. Uh, last year, um, exactly a year ago, I was in London when I found um, someone's wallet. And that yeah. story of finding someone's wallet just completely went viral. Um, I had a, I didn't have a public account as such, but um, it's only been a year since I started posting publicly. So uh, this social media world is still new to me. Um, and it's all happened by fluke. Um, so in terms of what to expect from expect from my content, again, I just post about things that are close to my heart. Uh, there's uh, talks about empathy and kindness uh, that we have on there. Um, we I talk about certain issues. Uh, you'll also see uh, a lot about music. So stemming from Coke Studio, which I was involved with last year, I post a lot about my animals and uh, about food in Lahore and specifically about Lahore history and culture. So a lot of everything going on, and I don't really have a category to put my uh, put what I uh, put on social media in. So it's just basically manifesting everything that's on my social media is manifesting what's happening, uh, what I care about, what things I, I I feel about. I love this. So uh, when, this was actually uh, we went for uh, Arbain. We went to Karbala. This is the for those who are, of you who are not familiar with the concept of Ar Arbain. I know one of the other sessions does cover it. But it is 40 days since the martyrdom of uh, Imam Hussain, peace be upon him, where a large peaceful protest almost or a peaceful gathering takes place um, in the lands of Iraq. Um, I was there. It was a hot day. We were looking for juice and there was a street vendor um, and he was giving me the names of his juices. And he points to one. And I asked, I asked him because it looked the nicest. I was like, what is this? And he goes, mishmish. And I was like, what's a mishmish? And now we're trying to in broken Arabic and broken English trying to describe what this is and then he looks at all of the fruits and he puts and he goes mishmish mishmish and I was like so it's a mix of everything and he's like yes so this is what it is I'm going to call both of your pages mishmish <laughs> they're a little bit of everything and that's what makes the juice the best right when you put all of the fruits in it um, so I think that's a, I think a great way to to start our, our conversation here um, now, contrary to popular belief, uh, influencers did not start with social media. Husseini influencers did not st start with social media. It goes back uh, to the times of uh, Alama Rashid Turabi. It goes back to Shahid Sipta Jafar. We go way, way back with this. But in this day and age, I'll start with Mehek. Um, what got you into the social space? What made you, what inspired you to even start your, your first uh, post or your first foray into the more public space? Um... So I had, I have a flair for writing and it had, you know, started diminishing. And I always tell it when somebody asks me, then how did you start? I was not, I mean, I've always been very vocal when I'm going, I'll check in, I'll post a picture and I'll do all of that. Right. But I never thought when Instagram came, apparently the Instagram was basically just about writing long captions, which people would read. <laughs> right yeah. so but then the trend has diminished because now it's suddenly about just pictures and now it's all about reels so you have to you know uh, you know change with the trend so my husband actually and I was going through postpartum depression because you know I had my first baby and you know it's a it's a new thing happening and I just wanted to pen down my uh, feelings 
and uh, I had lost my charm for writing a diary also and then he said you know uh, why not you you're always on your phone like regularly every like every husband says you're always on your phone why don't you start this because he's also in affiliate marketing so he knows the you know the more content you post and the more you know up you go so that's how I started and that's how I started channelizing my words through posts and then you know then came a time where we had stories and then you know we had like you know connection building up so yeah that that's how I started that's that's amazing and and I actually missed that time where people would go and read long captions because I'm a reader <laughs> I love I love the captions when I, I come across content and it's just a video I'm like uh, this is not yeah. <laughs> but um, I know Razi that uh, that viral wallet post definitely helped um, but what else uh, would you say inspired you or pushed you more to speak more publicly on on your socials so I think um as I said, this has all been a fluke. Um, it's not something I planned at all. The 29th of July last year, when this whole thing blew up, and then all of a sudden I just found myself uh, to have an audience on social media. And, um, and so, and that's where kind of the Imam Singh also comes in, in this picture as well, where uh, the 29th of, Ju- 29th of July 2021 is when the wallet story went viral. And on the 6th of August 2021, which is a couple of days right after I this whole thing went viral. I was traveling to Karbala for Ashura anyway. And um, I had this audience of uh, a couple of thousand uh, followers and I was going to post about my Karbala journey onto my private account anyway uh, for my friends and family. And I just thought that it would be so hypocritical if I, uh, now that I went viral, uh, I don't talk about my own on my social media page. Um, and that's when I started posting about my Karbala journey last year. So that was the first time ever I spoke about it. I think in terms of just generally in terms of uh, my inspiration on why I um, why I um, what inspires me to to, uh, to be uh, more public or to talk about um, things close to my heart on a public platform is just um, I feel that there's a lack of storytelling um, just across social media. I feel that there's a uh, there's of people who there's a, there's plenty of hate out there. There's a lot of people who are spreading hate in the name of either religion or spreading hate in the, in the form of structures, um, social structures that we see, oppressive, oppressive social structures that we see. Um, and the haters have a platform. The haters have a lot of um, avenues to spread hate. It's more uh, on how do we utilize social media as a way to tell stories that are important to be told. Uh, how do we tell uh, stories or how do we disseminate messages of peace and love and kindness and empathy um, on social media? And that's kind of how the wallet thing kind of also blew up. I think that's the whole, uh, that was what the premise of this, that whole story was. Okay, a Pakistanis is running across London, uh, helping someone out, which was all, which is the tiniest, 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 tiniest thing ever. But it has had a state of Bollywood to it. And I don't know what happened back then, but um that's just something that my friends at that point in time just spoke to me about. Okay, there's a need to have these conversations more. So just like, just go with the flow. And I am going with the flow, which is why there's no set category as such that, um, on what I do. I just do things that are close to my heart, something that bridges gaps um, and things are spoken. You know what you like you said this opportunity found you and sometimes life has a way where what you were meant to do finds you regardless of what you were what you were doing at that time um you know and what i love is that you embody that aspect like you said there's so much hate out there why not use your platform to spread some love 
So like I mentioned earlier, Husseini movement is all about this, is standing in the face of evil and promoting good. Um, now, I know you touched a little bit about your uh, Karbala journey and your Karbala um, storytelling, which I think is incredibly important. I see and I love the flood of posts that happen around Ashur time and Arba'in and specifically through the months of Muharram and Safar. Um, and for those of you who are joining in, those are the Islamic months. Um, the way you have January, February, we've got um, Muharram Safar, which are the first two months of the Islamic year. Um, during this time, there is a huge influx of, you know, posts coming out. And for the most part, they're incredibly genuine. Um, you know, it, it's, it's amazing watching people's journey and how they follow through in Karbala. You'll see some people talking about um, specifically the resting place and the shrines. You'll have those that are celebrating what is happening in the streets with the locals coming out to be the best hosts this world has seen. Um, so Ghazi, tell us a little bit about your experience there. And, um, you know, I, I've seen some of your posts and I've seen some of your videos that have recapped your journeys in Karbala. And I know, you know, you were very raw and authentic and emotional with them because you didn't, you know, you you were okay being vulnerable and talking about your experiences. So you can tell us a little bit about that and talk a little bit about your storytelling when you're in Garbala. Yeah, so first you think this has nothing to do with me personally. I think this, uh, the person who Imam Hussain is, um, everything around him is so authentic. It's just so real. It's just so raw. Um, and and you both can kind of speak uh, volumes in this yourself. Everyone who's watching um, could probably speak about it themselves. Okay. Um, We've seen grown men cry their eyes out when uh, we talk about Imam Hussain. Um, his name, his personality, the person who he was, uh, what he was able to accomplish, the way he accomplished it, on so many levels, just touches hearts in ways that's unexplainable. His narrative is the strongest narrative that can ever be told. His bravery, his stamp, the way he... Um, the way he displayed courage in the face of adversity, but also was such an empathetic human being that he's headed off to uh, a battle, but on his way stops to meet his daughter and that interaction and every single one of those interactions, the way it's documented, is also true, it's also raw, it's also great, it's also touching, it's also inspiring that there is no other uh, way to express him than to be raw, than to be real. And I don't think that's, like, I don't think I'm going to take credit for it at all because there's millions of people out there who have love so strong in their hearts, who have emotions so deep, who Imam Sen touches on so many different levels um, that, that I think... Um, and, and, and the way Imam Hussain um, changes lives of people, um, it's just, there's no other way than to uh, be able to be raw and talk about it. So um, I think the emotion that surrounds Imam Hussain, um, if that is ever to be channeled, if that is ever to be, uh, to be expressed, um, that emotion itself has power to move mountains, it has power to move nations, it has power to change people, it has power to pull people out of misery, out of pain, it has power to uplift masses. Um, and I think um, what I what I just do on social media is just a tiny drop in the ocean 
as compared to the massive ocean, the massive ocean of love that we have for Imams. And so um, I don't do anything. I just try to express a tiny part of what I have in my heart for him. And I think there's so many other people who have a lot more. I'm just a tiny person when it comes to Imams. And I'm just like a nobody. And there's so many more people who have so much more to offer. Um, so I just try to be vulnerable just because I know that vulnerability um, connects with other people. And I have seen people work. I've seen people be vulnerable when they've taught me Imam Sen. So there's no other way to express Imam Sen than to just um, show what's in your heart. Man. Absolutely agree. Um, and, and like you mentioned, when you stand there, when you stand in, on the plains of Karbala, it's very hard to, to not feel something. Um, and one of your posts recently outlined that, it, again, we try to drive this point home as much as possible. Hussein is global. Hussein does not belong to a religion or to a sect or to a thought process. Hussein is global. And you'll see this if you go into uh, Karbala. And I'm sure there's been lots of influencers recently that have been sharing their journeys who are not Muslim, that have visited the land. And they've been talking about their journeys and how they've been emotionally connecting um, to the story, to the Husseini movement. But like Ghazi said, and if you check out some of his recent posts, there's people of all walks of life there, all religions. The doors are not closed to anyone. You are always welcome. And I know, Ghazi, you're giving you're giving credit where credit is due, absolutely, um, which is directly back to Imam Hussain. But I feel like it's channeled through people who talk about him. He's demystifying the myths around Karbala, around Iraq, around the Husseini movement. People used to think of Iraq as a dangerous, scary place where you cannot visit, yet it houses the biggest peaceful gathering of people in the entire world. 40 million plus every Arbaeen. Not a very well-known fact, right? Uh, but it's through social media channels that we've been we've been learning about this, or it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. Um, you know, a lot of people learn through social media channels, like your post, Ghazi, that it's not just one specific religion or one specific sect visiting or feeling. You'll see um, Catholic priests and you'll see Christians and you'll see every walk of life there celebrating and feeling the same thing that we're feeling. Now, talking about demystifying, um, Mehek, I know I've seen a couple of your recent posts where you've been talking a little bit about, uh, for example, you had a post on um, uh, Bibi Rubab, who was the wife of Imam Hussein, peace be upon him, and the mother of Hazrat Ali Azgar, who was the six-month-old that was martyred on the plains of Karbala. Uh, you did a post uh, explaining who she was, and you've done a recent series on um the first 10 days of Muharram and that talks about Karbala. Can you talk to us a little bit about your series and, you know, what inspired you to push that forward um, this year? So, like I mentioned, uh, I think when you're casually trying to jot down the points for the conversation, um, every year, it, you know, um, every year there are, you know, it's, it's, it's a mandatory thing that, you know, people will come out and they will start talking about your practices. They will start talking about, you know, why are you giving tabarok? Why are you wasting so much money on majlis? Why are you doing so much Rona, Rona Gana? Like you're crying all the time. Why are you crying so much? And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's because, um, Sometimes we are with being a Shia, I would say we're so privileged that uh, whenever you know a Shia child is born, the child is basically going through a whole process of learning, of going to a majlis and sitting, learning to references and everything. But sadly, it's not the part with other 
पीपल अराउंड राइट सो द माइंड आर रियली ब्लॉक्ट say when the minds are blocked and then there's and and the forefathers keep on telling one track story people tend to you know not be able to break the shackles this is why um you know i thought that instead of arguing one on one with everyone on my instagram every year when i'm posting about the ashur khana or i'm posting about the matam dari or i'm posting about my child reciting a noha i thought let's just start talking about uh, imam hussain because imam hussain is not like you you guys have been talking about he's he's not a uh, mine or he's not somebody else's he's he's actually for every person who wants to learn and get inspired from him and i thought instead of having those uh, regular debates of like who is right and who is wrong it's much better that we move towards a positive space and uh, the only sad part is just because we get into these um, like subcontinent people are very very uh, what do you call um, what do you have the word for jisbati they're very um, emotional yeah they're very emotional right so you know it's very hard for you to make them understand because during the first day 10 years of muharram emotions are running sky high so even if you talk to you know a very calm and centered person uh, beyond muharram that person would rationally reply to you but when you'll talk to them you know in the first 10 days or when muharram is approaching so you know things go haywire so that let's just talk about hussain and not who is right and who is wrong and what i um, and it was i'll tell you this this year i really i've been to arbain in 2015 and i really wanted to go to karbala this year but due to my constant work and other trips i they are not allowing like small trips like there you have to go with a kafla and all i was like i i can't go so i want to do something you get my point i said i have a platform i'm using it to show my bright side i'm also talking about uh, social taboo topics i'm also talking about my children i'm also talking about the happy moments i'm not talking about her say so I, i was doing it with my stories but now i need to let it be there so if someone wants to come and read they can read and this is how two days before muharram i just contacted two of my friends and i said listen i want to do this series i don't know how i'm going to pull it off but uh, you know and and i have like an ashur khana my dadi has an ashur khana since like her bachpan and smashala say you know it's grown and we have a full fledge like 10 days and 40 majlis majalis hoti hain so i said i'll do it after i do the majlis and i kid you not i came across i mean it was miraculous how i came across speakers and the topics everybody you know uh, we started searching on articles and i learned so many new things and so many new aspects i was bewildered and i, I and it's not something I actually think I wanted to do it so there was you know it was also predestined it came in my destiny that I I should do it but but it it's something that happened miraculously I don't think after after the 10th of Muharram like I completed my uh, session on 8th of Muharram because 9th and 10th is usually busy I felt lost yeah. for 3 days I was lost I did not know how, what to do in life and I was telling my husband what am I doing with my life is this what life is all about So you took a you took an intentional approach. You did this with intentionality. It was something that you put your mind to and said, "You know what? I'm going to use this to to change the conversation." Like you said, you didn't focus on anything. But you're like, "You know what? Let's leave everything that the world talks about. Let's focus on Hussein. The yeah. one thing that we can say is universal." Yeah. 
And, and I love that. And that's something that's sometimes very hard for people to do because they're so staunch in their beliefs or they're they're so stuck that I have to prove a point that they'll hammer the same thing over and over and over again, even though, unfortunately, they don't recognize you did that if I keep hammering it, the nail is just going to break. It's not going to go anywhere. So you left the nail alone and you went and found putty and decided to fix it. <laughs> you decided to fix the bigger crack that was that was being created here. Um, and, and that's amazing. Your entire, I mean, if you guys haven't had a chance, definitely check out her page and watch this the series. It goes, it goes quite deep into uh in, into Karbala. Um, and you guys, and as she's uh, been mentioning Azadari in different forms of Matam, there is a session during the conference called Azadari as a political parlance and talks about how Azadari can be viewed as a form of protest. So this is something that I think is is incredible and we need to continue to talk about. So Meg, when you come to this juncture now where you are, like you said, you got you after the three days you were you were a little lost and you're like, where do I go? How do you continue to balance your content now? Um, how what does this look like now going forward for you? So I I, I still have to complete my series that I wanted to do about the unsung heroes of Karbala with you know I with work and everything and I was sick and you know my children were sick I could not do it. Um, I want to take it forward till Arbain. This is what my plan is. Because honestly speaking, right now, I've got so many PRs lying in my room that I have to complete. And I get messages like every odd day that, you know, when I'm saying like, listen, I can't just do the, you know, the transitioning and all that, you know, I can do it for a kid and I can put it on a reel. But, you know, I sort of feel like betraying, you know, Imam Hussain, that, you know, my, my entire topic session is going uh you know uh for him and for the movement of Karbala and suddenly I don't want to deviate it mm -hmm. so um I there had absolutely there was no need to keep a balance because you know um majalis keep on happening like every on and off and I try to pose them as much as I can but uh, like you said you were following and you know now there's there's a bigger problem that we are countering so apart from the majalis there's, there's a bigger responsibility regarding the flood and the relief that we are working on so uh it's kind of connected also because you know even if uh, like you know like recently i was just reading a molana's a quotation i can i don't remember his name i posted on my story also he said even if you have to leave one uh half of your you know half of your uh, bread uh, to feed the people who are suffering in the flood relief right now you should do that and i think as a part of a husseini movement i think this is the right and i uh, been doing this since a very long time I took a break uh, because it gets very overwhelming with all the checks and balances people tend to take many left right and center but you know right now I thought that people are in need and you know when you related with Imam Sen he didn't he knew he won't have water after like you know the 7th of Muharram but he still fed and he still gave water to um, Hazrat Hur so why not spend all our energies and you know all our efforts toward giving relief and help as much as we can. Absolutely. And that was one of the things I was going to actually hit on is that, again, standing up for those in need, standing up for those who are oppressed Absolutely. is part of the Hosseini movement. Um, and, and it's been incredible watching you drop everything and every story that I've come across is all about the flood relief and not just that, but it, and it's not focusing. And I've seen, you know, friends do this. I've seen other influencers do this where they'll post 
And then the next post will be something like you said, PR related or something else related. And I've noticed your entire story series has been dedicated to, if not this, then this is a way you can help. And if you can't help this way, then you can help this way. Showing people the different avenues on how they can. So that's, it's been in, incredible. And I really thank you for, for the work that you're doing um, in that space. Now, in the same vein, I'm going to come over to Ghazi. Um, same thing when we talk about standing up for those who are oppressed or to really, really push uh, something out in, into the um, into the masses. You've actually done, Ghazi, a full career transition. You've moved towards education. At the same time, you do speak very passionately about minorities and what they face um, in Pakistan. Can you talk to us a little about, about these? Sure. Um, so I think in terms of my career transition, I, um, I think one of my uh, biggest inspirations um, or my sole inspiration perhaps um, for moving into the education sector is um, has been Imam Sen. Um, I think one of the challenges I saw um, in terms of our traditional education sector as we see is that we're, um, we live in a world uh, we we go to uh, an education system, we're relying on an education system that was inherently uh, produced to produce factory workers. And the level of critical thinking, the level of empathy that the world at the moment needs is something that's completely missing from, uh, from our education system. Uh, in fact, um, most of the problems that I feel uh, that are um, uh, in the world at the moment, um, the education system is somehow or the other linked back to it, uh, be it uh, climate change, be it uh, gender-related violence, um, every single one of your problems. It somehow or the other comes back to your education system. And if you want to make an impact in the world, if you want to change the world, I think I found that education would be uh, that ideal way to approach the world um, and kind of to work with people to start changing the way people think. <coughs> So uh, two years ago, three years ago, I decided to leave my finance job in London and I moved back to Pakistan and made a career switch um, and I started working in education. So the way Imam Sayyid manifests in my in the work that I do is um, one thing that is, is, is kind of around uh, critical thinking skills. So I really think that we are producing children who are subservient um, to systems. I feel that students that we are currently um, training in our classrooms are all being trained to bow down in front of systems that are inherently oppressing us. I feel that the education system is designed to kill off any level of creativity. The education system is designed to suppress any rebellion against systems of oppression. And that's exactly what Imam Sen does not want us to do. Um, the way he was a rebel, the way he spoke up, the way he recognized oppression, the way he saw how the circumstances around him were and how those circumstances compelled him to stand up, to speak up, is something that needs to be inculcated within our education system. So uh, the work that I do with schools at the moment, and I specifically head out to different schools, I'm working with with a school, specifically school across uh, Punjab um, at the moment, and there's more uh, coming up as well, is to work with uh, teachers, is to work with education leaders, is to work with students directly and inculcate a culture of critical thinking. So questioning the systems, the structures that we have around us, 
um, questioning why things happen and if there are certain things that are happening, be it gender-related, be it um, structural oppression of minorities, be it discrimination or marginalization of people who are different, et cetera, et cetera. That's something that needs to be spoken up against. And the education system will play a massive role when it comes to that. And that's something that I'm trying to do uh, now. It's something that I'm going to dedicate. I just dedicated my life to, uh, to continue doing for, for as long as I can do that. Absolutely. I mean, there's been a lot of conversation around around revamping and reforming education systems and then the lack of access. Right. Literacy is something that is incredibly important. But even if you look at if you look from the villages of Pakistan to the states, um, you know, you're talking about big, big cities in the in the United States. The literacy is an issue everywhere. You don't need to be an underdeveloped or developed country for it to be an issue. Um, literacy and 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 the lack thereof is definitely one thing that is, uh, it does damage. It damages society as a whole when you have people who just simply cannot grasp simple concepts like equality or inclusion. And like Meg was saying, sometimes she gets a lot of chest beating, right? With people talking about, how wrong her post might be or how wrong a concept might be, but not able to back it up with any fact. That comes yeah. from us being part of a system that doesn't always tell you to think outside of the box. It tells you this is the box, tells you to memorize the box, and then puts you inside of it and says, go live your life. And now you're just bouncing around in the corners. And it's those who are able to erase a line and walk outside that are able to truly understand. And that really comes from a good educational background. And then, of course, free thought. Free thought is also something that is not uh, freely available, unfortunately. Um, so this is uh, incredible that, that this work that you're doing, especially if you're looking at pushing um, you know, education and literacy um, across, across areas like Pakistan. I mean, it's a huge deal yeah. to give up a well-put-together life um, in a finance position in the UK, which is what most people are striving towards. You looked at what you were doing and said, you know what? No, I'm going back and I'm going to support that's, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a really big deal in my opinion. I, I know from a, from an education from an education perspective. Sorry, I'm just jumping in. Yeah, uh, but just not to lose that train of thought is um, is education just literacy um, or being able to read or interpret information or does education make you a full human being? And I think I, I get a lot of um, I do think a, a lot about uh, the Kufis and the Shamis who specifically knew who Imam Hussain was. Uh, who knew uh, the stature of the person who they uh, were battling with, who understood, but were so confused. And I just can never get my head around what those people were thinking around that time, uh, where just because... I'd like to jump in here also. But then I, what the only issue I have with is, you know, Kufis and Shamis is that people forget there was Makkah and Medina also. So it was not only Kufis and Shamis, it was, I mean, then it, it's supposed everyone to be. Around, everyone around. Everyone yeah. around. Yeah. So it, it's just, I mean, it's just because it was a place where Hazrat Ali historically went and lived does not mean that, you know, uh, they were all Shias or they yeah. were all uh, falling. So if you look at it that way, Everybody wanted to protect their own families and houses. And right. that's how I think what you're saying that, you know, education has to change is because we've suddenly become so materialistic that we want to think about ourselves first. And if we want to get out of a house, for example, and even like, it's very bizarre. I'll tell you, it's a very small example. It might, I don't know if it would relate or not. People would on the road, not even get down 
and pick up a dead cat or a dog they will just trample you know because why stop why wait why dirty our hands and you know why not just go because everybody else goes we are so conditioned now to accept things as norms like you know uh, uh, zainab said that you know there are four corners and they're bouncing it's actually those people who have erased the line and move on that's the problem and that's where i think we need to break the barrier you with education us with our platform open to thinking and at least reading because uh, it's so important that you don't read what we tell you to read but read at least whatever is available that is going to open your mind to the world and i think reading is the best thing conversations are the best thing if we leave our egos aside and materialism yeah. Yeah. so it, so it comes oh. down to the 72 that company remember said versus everyone else Exactly. So what was it that those seventy-two had, and what was it that the rest, the rest who didn't speak up, uh, who didn't join him, didn't, and that idea of free thought that then uh, that you mentioned as well, the free thought, the critical thinking, and and actually thinking through and reflecting is something that needs to be inculcated within kind of people even in the current day and age as well. Yeah, and you know what I think one thing that we that one thing that we forget is that the seventy-two were not infallible. right they yeah. were i mean from a much higher standard than we are yeah. um we are not worth comparing but they were for lack of a better word they were like us they were not infallible they had some of them had make mistakes if you look at the uh at the at hazrat hor himself right who was at, at, until the last minute on the other side of the battlefield it is free thought it took a moment of reflection it took a moment of what am i doing what am i standing for it was a break from what they were seeing on a day to day basis um we have to i think one of the things i mahak when you do your when you do your conversation around the unsung heroes of the battle i think we need to continue to remind people that the 72 were not infallible not all of them right we need to talk about and 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 say you know what if you can if you look at imam hussein and say he is a figure that is impossible for me to reach impossible for me to uh, aspire to be look at his followers because they made mistakes that he embraced them with open arms you know arms. what um, you know what you're actually right but i'll also want to add over here that when i started my series i also started stories of like you know this day this was happening this day that was happening and you know adding bits and pieces during uh, the first 10 days I was surprised. I got so many messages where people didn't even know the actual history. Yeah. I mean, let alone uh, like you know, you're talking about the seventy-two uh, people who were there in the army. A lot of people don't even know the extent of atrocities that went into Karbala, and that's what is mind-boggling. Because when we talk about Hussein, it's it's you, there are so many people around there that you're they don't even know because I don't know for what what rhyme or reason you know this happens, but. even if hussein is global there are people who don't know the sacrifices he actually made and it's actually a sad state of affairs because he's not shias he's he's for everyone for jews for christians for uh, hindus for muslims so it's for everyone like you pick up any person from any community i think other i mean non muslims they are all praises when they go through him but it's it's a sad state of affairs a lot of people don't know about it absolutely and there's i mean there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh, uh people out there for example there's an entire conversation around husaini brahmins who are hindus yes. who are you know um following the camp of imam husain there's a lot of conversations to be had and why have i been uh talking about this if anyone's wondering why we went down this tangent is to drive this one specific point home 
if these influencers or social media personalities that are sitting on my channel right now, talking to us right now, if they hadn't been pushing the conversation, this is a conversation that will eventually die. You need people to continue to talk and continue to demystify the conversation. If people don't understand or don't know, you can't blame them, right? You can't say, well, I mean, okay, if someone is in a Western country has never heard of Islam even and has no idea how to find their way to Imam Sen, unless there is a more vocal conversation happening, it's not going to reach where it needs to reach, right? So you need to have people continuing and whatever path that may be, you might be um, someone taking Ghazi's path and doing you know, active live conversations from the land of Karbala or you can take the path of Mehek, who is, you know, sitting in her home and still pushing the conversation by bringing on other people to continue talking about this. So this is why we're, we're, we we're going down this path and talking about the educational aspect. In a, in a world where the algorithms are set to promote a certain level of conversation, you need to, you need to continue to put good content out there, right? Yeah, you know maybe. That. Just to jump in, uh, then if, um, is I think uh, a concept that uh, I would request people to look into or understand would be uh, the, the concept of a straw man argument. Um, I think there's a lot of so straw man arguments, as any arguments are thrown in to distract you from the main conversation that's happening. So you, uh, the word kind of comes in from a literal straw man, which is throw it, thrown in when you're in a fight so that you get distracted and then you look at a straw man and then the kind of your real uh, goal kind of escapes, and then you're kind of just beating the straw man. Um, there's a lot of straw man arguments happening on social media and in general in real life as well. Um, or, sorry, social media is real life. So, in, <laughs> so physical conversations as well as digital conversations that are happening on um, straw man arguments. I think we get so bogged down with topics that are linked to Imam Sen somehow or the other, but they're not Imam Sen. Uh, there's debates that are happening on, let's say, uh, different rituals, there's debates that are happening on different practices, customs, etc., which is great. Yes, we are having conversations, but we also need to remember that the goal of having conversations is to talk about Imam Hussain, is to reach Imam Hussain. So not to forget, okay, when we're talking about, when we're debating, or when we're discussing rituals, when we're discussing practices, etc., that's great. It's good to communicate our point of views, and it's good to understand, and then also... Um, agree to disagree at times that, okay, it's fine. This is how you guys practice it. This is how XYZ does it, etc. But the goal should be Imam Hussain, should be the love of Imam Hussain, just to get to him. Yeah, so no. just recognizing where, uh, what a straw man argument is, and then having conversations about things that lead to Imam Hussain, as opposed to for anyone uh, whosoever to get distracted on conversations that aren't him, but then just get boggled down in that kind of debate. And never reach Exactly. But I also feel that, you know, like you said, there, I mean, these are other discussions, but there are times when you need to do these discussions because you need to learn also that certain things that we do are right or wrong also, right? So, for example, if I'm doing something, maybe it's a cultural thing or it's an Islamic thing. That's something we have to, because, you know, when we're reading with different manaja, they're saying that we have to connect together as a community, as a Muslim ummah and, you know, work towards a positive path. So these certain things become a series of debate and it's better to clear misconceptions and apart from agreeing to disagreeing, also accepting if there's something wrong and if we can change it and make it better. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying. A lot of things that, you know, happen that are misconceptions, that pe people are fed in their minds, you know, wrong things are fed in their minds. So 
once they cleared out i mean with my series i cleared out a lot of misconception that helped me connect with a lot of people and you know that made their their understanding about us clearer also sometimes because you know they keep on thinking that you know we are just people who are just wearing black or through muharram and just crying for no rhyme or reason so i sometimes feel it's it's good to debate also with people to understand what they what they are being told yeah. and you know how how closed the mind is Yeah I think what Ghazi is uh, what he's mentioning is that don't let it deviate the conversation yes, yes. right because like he said sometimes people do this just to incite you to the point exactly. that you cannot continue your conversation and then now you look like crazy right instead of being able to continue what you were what you were talking about um so i think that that's uh, that it's important to keep i, I agree you there are times where you're going to have to debate it right there's a lot of misconceptions there's so many things everything from the way we practice shami gariba down to why are we wearing black down to the fasting on the day of ashur there's a lot of questions that don't make um you know that that make others look at you and and question your genuineness and your authenticity and you know your practices so i understand yes there's a time and place to debate that have and have that conversation to say you know what everything you understand about these aspects is incorrect here is the true here is the true uh, understanding and and um practices behind these things but at the same time i think it is important that we keep the sight on the fact that regardless of the practice regardless of what is happening regardless of what we do the concept of imam hussain and the message of imam hussain does not change right exactly. regardless of who practices him whether it's a husaini brahmin who practices him whether it's an ahlussunnah brother or sister who practices or who looks up to imam hussain the, the practice does not matter the love is at the crux of everything right it's the understanding and the pushing of that specific message to say listen you can disagree with everything you can disagree with azadari you can disagree with majlisas you can disagree with um you know the emotional mourning period what you cannot disagree with is that imam hussain stood for nothing other than good you cannot disagree with that no one can right even anyone even opposing the conversation has to look at themselves and say how will i even justify this he took his family he took his six month old he took his sick son with him on this trip this was not someone who was going to do anything other than fight for what is right right and i i think that's i think that's one thing that we have to continue to keep sight of um and while we do that actually i do want to touch i know you both have i'm sure the responses to your content when you're doing regular content and when you're posting stuff either that is uh, about um you know standing against the oppressed or doing even your flood relief conversations or posting about minorities all of these things your content must be getting different kinds of comments different kinds of reception as you go so in those moments where you are celebrated i'm sure it's it's very uplifting but what do you do when you're faced with harassment or cyberbullying how do you how do you deal with those um with those aspects of it um ghazi i'll start with you yeah i think um i think so yes 100% there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, positive uh sentiment that flows in um which again i also need i, I think it's also an important point to mention that that positive sentiment that flows in is related or is all because of the namaskar i think it's important to remember your own uh position uh, and i really think there's a uh need to remind ourselves constantly that there's no celebrity culture that sits around the namaskar um ajizi is a word which i really like and i don't think there's any other word that 
that uh, in captures um, in captures uh, the sentiment that the word RGC captures, but it's being down to earth. But that still doesn't have that. Thing. But um, it's just to remember that anything positive coming your way when you're talking about Imam Sen is because that person who you're talking about is so great, deserves so much love, and it's the love that he um, has or that God has given over to him. You're just receiving that because you become a mouthpiece talking about. So that's for the positive sentiment that comes um, in relation to Imam Sen. In terms of the negative, I think is millions of people who die, uh, who have died in his name. There's millions of people who suffer. There's constant oppression. There's constant uh, policing. There's constant um, discrimination. There's constant physical harm, torture, pain that people suffer uh, because of uh, just because of being lovers of Hanasan. So anything, any harassment that I received up to now is nothing as compared to what people have suffered, as compared to what people have seen. So yes, it does sometimes uh, get a bit difficult to read hateful uh, comments coming from people, but I do. I try to remind myself that um, there's so many, so many other people who've done so much more, who've suffered far more than than a silly, tiny comment or a DM uh, could hurt me. Um, and I think this path uh, is a difficult path, and I'm not saying I, I'm walking on that path because I know there's so many other people who put themselves out in danger. Um, carrying the alam of Qazi Abbas, uh, physically being in spaces where existing is dangerous, where you have physical danger of being a lover from Abraham sense. So I think um, if it happens, it happens. Um, it does hurt sometimes reading some ritual flowing in, yeah. but there's people who've suffered far more. And I, I just look up to them and i inspired by them and I hopefully can someday be one of them. So you're you just let it flow off your back. You look at it. You I try to. Easier said than done. I know. I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Think too much this, about it. And this is one of the reasons I said I will never be able to live my life out loud because I don't know what I would do if I was faced with those comments. So again, mad respect to both of you and to anyone else who is living their life out loud on on socials. It's definitely not an easy task. Uh, Mehek, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with the, again, the, the great positivity and then sometimes just the lows of harassment? Then I'll tell you, being a Shia child is not an easy job. When you're in school, you're a minority and, you know, everybody comes to you in school and says, this is you for a lot of things. For example, say you were Kufi. Why did you leave Imam Hussain? You were the one who killed him and all that. You know, as a, as a child, this is what, what I used to get to hear. Yeah. So being a child, I used to be very... I, 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 I was a very stubborn and a rebel. I'm still a rebel. And I used to fight back all the time. No, that's not right. And this and that, you know. But now as I've grown up and, uh, you know, I've had these numerous conversations, I've started um, thinking that why am I supposed to waste my energy on something that's negative? You get my point? Because if I'm going to waste my energy on this, then my focus would be deviated. And if I start replying to every one of them, because, you know, you get, as much as hate as, you know, uh, okay, um, like, you know, and, uh, and then you're calling yourself Shia and, uh, and, and I'm not denying that there are certain things that we should do, but I'm just saying, ke, and then, you know, uh, salto, uh, transition hoti hai, aur ye do mahine, you know, you're, you're basically acting like an angel. So I just, you know, honestly, I've just started replying. It's okay. I respect your opinion. Koi baat nahi, and then block. 
that's yeah. how i deal with it yeah. as for the part where people are praising i feel so guilty i feel so embarrassed i mean i'm i'm a person who cannot handle um, when somebody says good things about me because i'm like uh, is that uh, okay maybe you know i'm not doing that enough there are people doing so much out there this is just such a little thing i'm doing so all i do is i just close my eyes and i tell allah ya please don't let me get so arrogant and think oh this is my passage to jannat or i've done enough in my life and you know i just tell him ke please push me more so i can do so much better can get all these duas and you know and I, and i and i just i think after this series of muharram every now and then people have these conversations with me related to muharram or arbain or something like that going on in my inbox and all i get is like duas you know ki you know you did this and I still remember so apart from feeling guilty i feel happy also and i just pray to allah that you know this doesn't make me an egoistic person ke i've done a lot and just gives me more avenues to explore and push my learning and get the word out there yeah. that's that's amazing i love that and i know um i i i can understand that that concept of you know who am i what am i what am i promoting and that's again it comes to it comes to, i have these moments too when i'm running some uh, of my other sessions which is you know what god just don't let this get to my head <laughs> and we'll be we'll be okay um but you know what i i i think it's it's interesting the way um you both look at your um look at your the negative and the positive because they're similar but different um i think it's incredibly important that you continue to celebrate the good that you get and like you guys have both been doing at some point you have to let the bad go because there's only so much um you're only going to waste your own energy right the more you focus on this so like you said you know what read it block i know i know much much easier said than done um definitely <laughs> i think um when we actually start if you ever experience it i can i can understand that it'd be there were times when i used to cry also and tell my husband oh my god look at this what is happening and this is way back like when you used to have debates and stuff like that but now i think i i think being a mother also makes you change a lot of things you have when you have patience with your kids then you know haters are nothing <laughs> the kind of tantrums yeah. they have so yeah i've learned I'm, and i'm still learning in the same process and i believe that's the way because when you do not reply to these people now then they they don't have something to do they just get taken away their power they can't answer back yeah yeah no that that's amazing and i loved your post uh, which was just unfollow if you have a problem don't follow me <laughs> just unfollow my account and be on your way <laughs> uh okay so as we wrap up i know uh, we're getting close to the end of our session uh, i have one last question for you which is for both of you what does the future look like for your channel and how can we support you how can the viewers watching and how can we support you and to continue doing the good work that you're doing mehak i'll start with you and then i'll i'll end up with ghazi no i think you start with ghazi okay ghazi <laughs> i'll start with you then <laughs> think of my answer when mehak said um i don't know <laughs> I um so I honestly I'm just a random person on the internet. I don't um as I mentioned earlier I don't call myself an influencer. I I I am a nobody. I honestly I just put my heart out there. I just think uh, so the question was how can people support? Yes. I don't know. Um but if you can um just continue having conversations outside of the spectrum of where I think okay, how can you support? Me? Um I'm trying to just encourage people to have conversations 
that aren't limiting Imam Hussain to a specific sect, a specific group of people, and making him truly global, um, making him someone who inspires me so deeply, so personally, and I, as I've written about it as well, he's set me up in so many circumstances and situations. I think I would just encourage people to start thinking about Imam Hussain and how he, his message can be made global and how uh, people who don't fall in the category of a particular sect or a particular group can also be inspired by who he is. So that's just a concluding message. I know that's not uh, what you asked me, but <laughs> don't think of anything else. Uh, and what to expect from my channel or what to expect from my social media presence. I really want to start working on um, the diversity and, and uh, the culture of uh, Pakistan in general, but Lahore in specific, uh, which is something I'm, I'm now experimenting with. So there's some more uh, work on empathy, including diversity that's popping up soon. Please, so I'm, uh, just pray for me that I'm able to execute it. And if you come across it, then happen. Amazing. So I, in a nutshell, to support you, Ghazi, what we should be doing is continuing the conversations that you're igniting um, and also uh, continue to to engage with the content in a positive manner, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um, Mehek, what about yourself? So, um, so I, I mean, you know, while Ghazi was talking, a lot of things were going in my mind. So then when you're when you're on a platform that's so diverse and has like uh, people connecting from different spaces, what we can do is like, or what the channel can do for us is like connect all the people who are a part of the Husseini movement, be it from people like, uh, you know, who are setting up a stall for people in places where water is needed to people who are like, you know, um, or gathering some funds to channel it to people uh, who cannot do ziyarat or Arbain, or probably, for example, if somebody goes to Arbain, then, you know, pushing the content altogether and, you know, showing uh, the diversity, uh, the kind of things that comes with Arbain and Ashur and like Ghazi said, keeping the conversations alive. So I think there are multiple steps apart from conversations. We can actually put them into social causes. Uh, it's a lo- Obviously, it will take a long way, but, uh, you know, gathering a very strong community is necessary. I haven't seen uh as of right now maybe i'm not um i'm oblivious to it i don't know about it but i haven't seen a very strong social media um you know movement apart from who is uh hussein uh you know they're they're doing a lot of work i mean they were doing this blood camp also on saturday i was an antibiotics i signed up but i could not go so you know similar to that but who is hussein is doing like you know a lot of relief work and you know things like these but what we can do is we can talk about not only the conversations, but we can push influencers to post out their content and connect it with your channel and take it out through that because the wider the audience, the wider the message gets spread. As for my uh, platform, I'd uh, like to keep it as open and as helpful I can for people. I want it to be open for the social topics and help women specifically because that's what my that's what my work is also i do like uh promote home-based women entrepreneurs and keep exhibitions and stuff like that so i would as usual try to break the social norms and barriers as much as i can that that's actually the main thing and also uh, you know 
like since I'm a mommy influencer also trying to treat motherhood as something very simple and not so complicated like it's been made actually I love that um you know what and I I love your your reference to um you know promoting women in the space because you cannot say the name um Hussein without the mention of Lady Zainab so there is uh you know there is a huge huge um uh, initiative that we're pushing we'll be talking about it in the next uh, little while but uh, absolutely necessary to continue to promote this is islam is a religion that really um and the husseini movement itself is one that uh promotes women it promotes the uh it pr- puts women at, a, at at quite a high standard there would be no husseini movement without the movement of lady zainab so i think this is one of the things that we need to continue to uh promote and to talk about as we grow um as you mentioned, you know, bringing all, bringing everyone together in the name of promoting uh, the message of the of Imam Hussein is what Hussein Global is all about, right? The entire conference was built on this uh, foundation that we want to continue to promote this to the world and say, listen, he doesn't belong to us. If you take a look at some of the panelists on the session, we've got some incredible, incredible panelists yes, that come from very different backgrounds. We've got, you know, uh, people from the Jewish faith, from the Hindu faith, from the Sikh faith. It doesn't matter who you are because Imam Hussein doesn't need to be, you don't need to be a Muslim, you don't need to be a Shia for Imam Hussein to resonate with you. So this is something definitely that we're we're looking to promote. Um, so as you guys have seen, um, I, I'm sure you've seen the authenticity in both of our speakers as we uh, went throughout the session. They're both not asking for anything for themselves. They're asking for you to promote the movement. So if you could go continue engaging with their content and continue, um, you know, promoting uh, good content like what they're promoting, what the conference is promoting. I think that's definitely the best way to support those that are that are talking about the Hosseini movement out there. Um, as we wrap up, I'm just going to ask you both for your for your final thoughts. Just if you could sum up your thoughts on social media and the Husseini movement in just uh, a quick line. Um, Mehak, why don't we start with you? Social media with respect to the Husseini movement? Yeah. I'm so blank right now. <laughs> but, um, it's a learning phase and hopefully um, it's quick, it's fast, but uh, there's a long way to go. So yes. hoping we can connect with more individuals to take the conversations to a higher level. Absolutely. Uh, Ghazi, over to you. Uh, I think uh, it's for me, it's still the love of Hussain. It's been uh, something that has been life-changing. And I would just say that there's so much hate out there. Uh, there's so much vitriol, there's so much toxicity, there's so much negativity. Um, this ground in the love of Hussain. Just absorb yourself in the love of Hussain and just be ambassadors of love. I love that. What what a great way to end such a great session. Uh, thank you, Ghazi. Thank you, Mehek, for joining us today. Uh, this has been an incredible conversation. I know we barely scratched the surface. We've got so much more to talk about this. We can deep dive into this conversation all day long and still not be <laughs> not the end. I know we're a little bit over our time, but I had to let it go because the conversation was so amazing. So again, just thank you both for, for joining us today. Thank you for those of you who have tuned in. Um, and again, like I said, we're just starting this conversation. So continue joining us, joining Mehek Ghazi um, on this journey as we continue to talk about the Husseini movement. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to connect with us. Feel free to connect with the, with our, our, our guests today. That's the main thing, ask questions. 
that's what we want, right? Ask questions, learn, um, because that's how we we move forward and how we continue to have an inclusive movement. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the next session. Thanks. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye.